0: You're listening to Once, Episode 203, Season 5 Hopes and Predictions. Welcome back to another episode of Once, the unofficial podcast for ABC's TV show Once Upon a Time. I'm Daniel J. Lewis.
1: I'm Aaron. I'm Jacqueline.
0: And filling in for Jeremy is a much more beautiful and attractive co-host <laughs> and a good friend of the show. I'm Jenny. My beautiful, wonderful Surprise. wife.
2: Surprise. Did you hear that, Jenny? You're beautiful. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I think you should have said
1: it more like
0: Surprise. <laughs> We are here right on the edge of Season 5 starting. We're recording this just a few days before Season 5 starts, and I hope that you've had the opportunity to listen to this before Season 5 starts. But to let you know, our full discussion episodes will normally be on Wednesdays at 7 p.m. Eastern Time. But on the first Wednesday, that first full discussion episode will be on Thursday night, October 1st, because September 30th is International Podcast Day. And I'm one of the founders of that. So I'll be celebrating podcasting by not hosting this podcast on that day. So we'll have a one day shift. I'll remind you about that in the initial reactions. But we have some great spoilers to share from Hunter and Jacqueline in a little bit later. And before we get into that, though, not knowing everything about season five, or not knowing much, and as little as possible in some of our cases, we want to share with you what we hope to see in Season 5, or what we predict might be seen in Season 5. A little caveat here, Jacqueline, being one of our spoiler ladies, does know some spoilers, but she'll be sharing some stuff that aren't based on those spoilers. So don't worry, you won't be spoiled here, you'll be spoiled later, but not here, not yet. <laughs> We are really looking forward to the premiere Sunday, September 27th. And our good friend Jeff Roney from the Once Upon a Time fan podcast over at onceuponatimepodcast.com sent us a special little gift, too, to celebrate the season premiere. Some nice little cookies, too, which we're really looking forward to digging into those. And it's a whole little Once Upon a Time premiere kit. So thank you very much. Yeah, yeah. Thank you, Jeff Roney. Please check them out over at onceuponatimepodcast.com. They are our friends, not our rivals. So let's get into this. Aaron. what's a hope or prediction you have for season five?
2: I actually, I don't have a lot of hopes just because I don't do that so much. I like to just let the writers write the show and then complain about it when they don't fulfill my hopes. Um, But I... I hope one of my like small hopes is that they do not drag the Emma storyline on for too, too long, but I feel like they will. The dark, dark swan storyline, just to clarify, I'm totally spoiler free. All I've seen is one picture of Emma. So that's it. And I mean, we knew she was going to be in the show, I think. So (laughs) that's not really a spoiler. (laughs) But yeah, I hope that they don't drag that story long and on. Like, I'm sure it will be the first half, but I hope it's not the entire uh, the entire season. That's one of my only hopes. And then my other hope is just that we get to find out what happened to Will in Wonderland. Oh, oh that's cute that you think that's going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> it's a huge hope, actually, and I'm very very disappointed that they have not done that yet. And I started rewatching mm-hmm. Wonderland the other day on a road trip and I'm now even more disappointed.
0: I have seen Emma's eyes because yeah. that was part of a promo image for season five, but I haven't seen her costume yet. I'm looking Me forward too. to it. That's not one of my hopes and predictions though. I'll save my hope and, or prediction until later. Jacqueline, what about you?
1: I have one really big hope, and I would really like it if Emma saved herself and doesn't need any kind of true love kiss to reverse the Dark One's curse. Yeah. And that's from anyone. That's from her parents. That's from Henry. That's from Hook. I think that she is has been built the entire series as true love incarnate, and true love is supposed to be the most powerful magic of all. She should not need anyone's assistance to break this i think that she should be able to do it on her own that's my big hope i like that hope (laughs) that's a good hope you know adam and eddie if you're listening you know do this for me (laughs) okay (laughs) give me this one
2: that goes with so many themes of the show too just the the like strong women and like like you said the true love incarnate um and just like, I know they've played with the whole. It doesn't have to be this like guy you just met that day that's giving you the kiss. But, um, but i I really like that. I think that would be very true to what they have created in this in this series,
1: yeah,
0: before we get on to Jenny's hopes and predictions, I want to thank some people who gave us hopes for the future <laughs> of One's podcast. And, you know, because of their generous contributions, I predict one's podcast will continue on. For this episode, I want to thank David Newland, Steve Johnson, Lisa Slack, Tracy Anderson, Daniel Clark, Swan Got Hooked, Marianne Lavati, Jessica Olson, Amy Catalier, Tappenberg, DJ Firewolf, Laura, and 24 backers on Patreon. Thank you very much. I put out the word previously that because we changed things on Patreon, it changed the way that we were receiving donations from people who were already donating, and thus it cut it down to about A quarter or a third of what we were getting before so if you set a monthly maximum before go ahead and go back into patreon and you can set that as your regular per month donation if that's the amount that you'd like to continue to give but you can check out all of the options for supporting the podcast over at oncepodcast.com slash sponsor including doing some christmas shopping or any kind of shopping through our amazon.com affiliate links and that does help support the podcast so like buy the seasons from amazon.com and that supports us. Go to oncepodcast.com slash sponsor. And again, thank you, David, Steve, Lisa, Tracy, Daniel, Swangott, Marianne, Jessica, Amy, Tappenbird, DJ Firewolf, Laura, and our 24 Patreon backers. Go to oncepodcast.com slash sponsor if you'd like to be one of our contributors as well. Jenny, what's a hope or prediction from you?
3: I do not have a hope. Like Aaron. Oh, that sounds so sad. (laughs) (laughs) But I do have a prediction. I predict that since Emma Swan was fully like one hundred percent light magic and because it was mentioned that what the darkness does is consume light, I predict that Emma will be like Holy, dark, and evil now, probably even worse than rubble Stiltskin. And I predict that she'll have to learn how to turn the darkness back into light herself.
0: Ooh, that would be nice. interesting. I mean, we've seen a kick butt Emma, but she was generally on the side of good yeah. and kicking the butts of bad.
3: Kicking the butts of bad. <laughs> <laughs> yep.
0: My hope is already being fulfilled. And that is, so I have a prediction, but my hope was for this season or for a season of Once Upon a Time, I've wanted to see Emma as the Dark One for a very long time. I think since when we knew that the Dark One powers could transfer from one person to the other in the episode Desperate Souls in season one, I think I've been wanting to see Emma as the Dark One. And I've been wanting to see this final battle between good and evil and I feel like that's what we're going to see. And I'm, I am seeing what we know of Emma just from the end of season four. I'm not referring to any spoilers here, but Emma is the dark one. We know that. That's already fulfilling my hope. And the setup that they've given us at the end of season four is telling me it's probably going to fulfill my hope. So then my prediction is that in season five, They will be battling the darkness itself and will defeat it. And when they defeat the darkness completely, the series will end. Yes, I am predicting that season five will be (laughs) the last season of Once Upon a Time. It would be bittersweet to see it go, but I would love to see it go out on this final battle, good versus evil, light versus dark.
1: And that would be true to the pilot. Mm -hmm. The final battle will begin. Yeah. Well... Daniel, you're definitely not the only one who's thinking along those lines. This is a conversation we have had pretty much all summer long over at the forums is whether or not season five is the last one. Um, and a lot of people do feel that you can't really top the hero, the savior going dark, defeating the darkness, and then have another story a year later, um, that this is kind of the big hurrah, the last moment. So a lot of people are predicting that season five is going to be the end.
0: I think it would be a great time for them to go out if this is the direction they're going. Because we've seen so many questions answered, like, who wrote the book? Well, now we know. That was a big answer in season four. And we've seen them incorporate certain iconic characters. And yes, I know they're going to still incorporate more iconic characters from Disney and from the storyline. But it will be something, I think, a great ending to the series, if they can make it uh, a light versus dark, and really end on a high note, I think
1: it's kind of like with Buffy, which I know Aaron's a big fan of. Um, season seven ends with Buffy fighting the first evil. You know, spoiler and, alert, everybody. Yeah, spoiler alert. Um, <laughs> Jenny, you know, your ears. <laughs> it probably it could have gone on for a couple years later because of you know the popularity of the show and and everything and. They did continue into comic books, but for the TV series, it ends with kind of that big culmination of light versus dark. And I th- I think that's what one should do as well. Yeah. Something I was
2: actually thinking about Buffy as well when Daniel said that prediction. Um, something that I thought of, though, is can darkness actually be fully defeated? Like, I mean, mm-hmm. I think they'll win this battle. I think that would be true to their storyline. But can you really get rid of darkness? I'm just thinking of this final scene of Buffy where they're all basically standing around. They've defeated this, the big evil. And um, they're like, oh, it's over, blah, blah, blah. And then Giles goes, well, there's another one in Cleveland. So (laughs) (laughs) we could just go there. (laughs) So it's just kind of like, yeah, it's over. This story is over, but it's like, it's not completely evil. And the same thing happened with, I mean, these are my two token shows that I always use, but the same thing happened with Charmed where, The big bad got defeated, but there was still evil to be fought.
0: I know there's a lot of hope for the 100th episode as well as the end of season five, but I think they could really, really end this nicely and uh, wrap up the story, answer all the questions that we have and end it in a way that reassures us of hope because that's what this series is all about. Yeah. So we wanted to share just our brief predictions with you before season five returns this Sunday, September 27th. So please come hang out with us live after the show in Eastern time. That will be at 9.15 p.m. Eastern Daylight Time, GMT minus four at oncepodcast.com slash live. You might see us using a new technology over there. Don't panic, but it will be awesome. We'd love for you to connect with us as well and share your feedback. What are your predictions for season five, please comment on the show notes at oncepodcast.com slash 203 and follow us on Twitter at oncepodcast and each of us individually on Twitter. I'm Daniel J. Lewis on Twitter at The Ramen Noodle.
1: I'm Aaron. I'm on Twitter at Aaron J. Cruz. I'm Jacqueline. I'm on Twitter at punk underscore bunny underscore 87. I'm Jenny and you can follow me at twitter.com slash
3: Jenny Snook
0: and follow our friend Jeremy on Twitter at Fleagon and stick around for spoilers from Hunter and Jacqueline. And until next time, have a happy ever after. And thanks for listening. Once Podcast is a proud member of Noodle Mix Network. Find more of our award-winning and award-nominated podcasts to make you think, laugh, and succeed. At noodle.mx big thanks to our sponsors for this episode of the podcast. If you'd like to be one of them, then please go to oncepodcast.com/slash sponsor.
3: Hi, Oncers. I'm Hunter Hathaway. And I'm Jacqueline. And it's spoiler time for Once Podcast. It is time to get ready for this season five premiere and recap what we already know and some fun new things that have come up.
1: Yeah, so in a bit of a Deviation from what we normally do. We're actually gonna start with episode 502 and go through some of the new titles and a few new things that we've gotten. And then we're gonna return to 501 and give you all the official stuff from ABC. And then Hunter and I have both seen the premiere. Yes, it was it's exciting to get to see things like this. It was. It was it was exciting to watch it a couple days before everybody else. And so we're going to be giving you our reactions to it and spoiling a few things without giving you guys the entire episode because that would just be mean. Right, right. We want you guys to enjoy it on Sunday.
3: Okay, so let's jump
1: in. So we've got episode titles. We know a lot of them so far. Right, and they're currently filming 8 and 9 simultaneously. Which is why we're kind of going back and telling you guys the stuff we've known for a while, just because at this point, throwing a ton of stuff at you is just going to get even more confusing. Yes, I'm considering I'm already confused. Right. So we do have episode 502, which is called The Price and is written by Andrew Chambliss and Dana Horrigan. Episode 503, which is Siege Perilous, written by Jane Espenson, and a reminder that Siege Perilous is from the Arthurian mythology, and it's a seat reserved at the Round Table for Merlin. Okay.
3: Episode 504, The Broken Kingdom, is written by David H. Goodman and Jerome
1: Schwartz. Episode 505 is Dreamcatcher, and is written by Edward Kitsis and Adam Horowitz, and they did emphasize that the Dreamcatcher is not the one that everyone associates with Neil or with Swanfire, specifically in Season 2, the cricket game, where it was used to pull memories. Then we've got Episode 506, The Bear and the Bow, written by Andrew
3: Chamblish and Chiz Chung.
1: Yeah, and that apparently was the original name of the title for Brave before Pixar settled on Brave. So it's probably a Merida episode. That's awesome. And then episode 507 is Nimue, written by Jane Espenson. And if you don't know who Nimue is, she is sometimes known as the Lady of the Lake. And more often than not, she's Merlin's lover. But they have a bit of a contentious history because she traps him inside of a tomb and sometimes a tree. Fun. We've yeah. got a lot
3: of fun things coming up. We do. Okay. Move on to casting. Yes. Okay. Because we've got a lot of fun casting for you guys. Mm-hmm. So first and foremost, Megan Ori is returning as
1: Red. So I'm really excited about this, but I'm also very nervous. Why is that? Well, at the same time that Adam and Eddie talked about Ruby returning, they said that Emma is going to do something particularly bad because, you know, she's got to get to that place of being the dark one. We know from the previews and some of the other spoilers, we've seen that she's not the dark one quite yet when we pick up. So there has to be something that I think pushes her there, and I'm really worried that they're going to have Emma kill Ruby.
3: Or will Ruby be able to help save Emma?
1: I mean, that would be nice if it was someone who was going to help save her. I just don't know if that's the route they're going to go, since Ruby is ignored 90% of the time. So the next one is Jamie Chung is returning as Mulan in a multi. Yes, very much yay. And a multi episode run, um, that will be not only in the first half, but they're also saying in the second half of the season. So season five B. Yes. And the reason why this is kind of a big deal is they are planning on bringing up the LGBT relationship issue and they are going to actually explore it. Yes. We have
3: direct quotes Mm -hmm. from them. Should we read those? Yes. Okay. So Adam Horwood says, we want the show to reflect the world as it is now, whether it's going to be with any particular character, we're not going to say.
1: And then Eddie responded that it is something they want to do this year. And, you know, Adam emphasizes it's because um, this is the world we live in. And so they're very conscious of that. And they want to show a different kind of love story than what's been presented before.
3: Right. But of course, they are super vague about everything. So we have no clue as to the relationships
1: and who it's going to be. I have a few predictions. Okay. My biggest prediction is I think it's going to be Merida and Mulan. OK, because I don't think they're going to do Mulan and Aurora, um, the sleeping warrior ship, just because there's been no news about Sarah Bolger, whether or not she's going to be returning or not. And I, I don't think they plan on breaking up Sleeping Beauty and Prince Philip.
3: No, that's just wrong.
1: So my thought is that it's going to be Mulan and Merida.
3: OK, what about Mulan and Ruby?
1: That could be an interesting one as well, because a lot of the fans have often read Ruby as bisexual. We know that she had a boyfriend back in season one in the Enchanted Forest, Peter, who she ate. But. <laughs> and wasn't she uh, all about the mouse? Gus Gus? She, yeah, she and Gus Gus had a little bit of a flirtation, it seemed like. Yes. But she, you know, she's also, it seems very comfortable around women you know she we've the fans have often noted her relationship with bell and with snow so you know maybe it could be mulan and ruby it could be yeah okay so those were the big ones but we do have a lot more casting mm-hmm.
3: olivia Steele falconer is going to be violet She is the daughter of sir lionel and we'll first see her in episode 505 and henry's
1: girlfriend yeah well we think at, at least a crush let's call her a crush maybe and then we do have Ryan Robbins as Sir Morgan. Yes. So we mentioned Violet as Sir Lionel's daughter. But we don't have a
3: casting for Sir Lionel yet. We do, Like I said, it will be for episode five. So they've already filmed it. They just haven't announced it. And their casting call says that a possibly recurring role, a distinguished knight who sits at King Arthur's round table
1: and is a single father. Mm-hmm. And then we do have... Some young actors joining the show. Um, I'm sorry if I butcher any of your names. Dalia Bella as young Guinevere, Webb Hayes as young Arthur, and Aaron Kasam Kassam? 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 As young Sir Kay. So, yeah, we get to see them
3: all, all little kids. Mm hmm. So that's exciting. Okay, let's move
1: on to some spoilers. Right. So, the one that we're going to stick with is Merida because she is in the premiere and we know a lot of people are excited to see her. Um, for Merida, they're going to be giving you a little taste of where she's been since the movie and what's happened to her since the end of it. And she is going to cross paths with some of our people and with the Once Upon a Time mythology.
3: And the producers are very quick to debunk the theory that Merida is the
1: unborn child of zelena and robin hood thank goodness that would just be too weird i would not like that at all so i'm really glad that they are putting their foot down and saying that that's not the case
3: and when you see the first episode you'll be very happy that because there's then no time travel involved
1: (laughs) right there's no time travel involved there's time jumps but no time travel
3: Yeah, and there's no freezing of time again. Yeah. And having one person grow up and everyone else
1: not. Okay, so speaking of the premiere.
3: Yes. We're going to go back to
1: 501 and tell you guys all the official stuff, and then we're going to tease the episode itself since we've both seen it.
3: Okay, so The Dark Swan is written by Edward Kitsis and Adam Horowitz and is directed by Ron Underwood. Okay, so we have a press release, of course. Immediately after becoming the Dark One, Emma disappears and the heroes must band together to save her. But first, they have to find her, which will require the help of an unlikely ally. Meanwhile, in the Enchanted Forest, Emma struggles to resist her dark urges as she searches for Merlin in the hope that he can stop her transformation. Along the way to Camelot, she gets help from the plucky and brave warrior Princess Merda, as well as King Arthur and his Knights of the Round Table. So guest stars... I didn't list them all because we do have Granny, we have the seven Dwarfs, so we will see them again. Mm -hmm. We've got Cinqua Walls back as Lancelot, which I'm really excited about. Mm -hmm. We've got Raphael Alejandro as Roland, Timothy Weber as The Apprentice, Ingrid Torrance as Severe Nurse, Liam Garrigan as King Arthur, Andrew Jenkins as Sir Percival, Lee Majub as Sir Kay. Brent State as Peddler, Elliot Knight as The Usher, and McKenna Grace as young Emma. And the first time I saw that young Emma, I was very confused.
1: This is the fourth actress to play Emma. We had the baby back in season one. We have McKenna Grace, who's playing a much younger Emma, I think around the age of five or six, maybe. And then Abby Rose, who, of course, has been playing Emma most recently as a teenager. And then, of course, we all know Jennifer Morrison. Mm Mm-hmm. You can very easily see how McKenna Grace would grow up into Abby Rose, who grows up into Jennifer Morrison. So they've done a really nice job of casting once again.
3: Yes. We did get a couple set photos, or promo photos, I should say. But they are, nothing was really new.
1: No, they're very selective. Everything is either Emma and Rumple, King Arthur and some of Lancelot, and there's a few of Merida. But nothing yeah. about what's happening back in Storybrooke.
3: The one thing I did notice was a new one was Dark Swan on some sort of crest, shield, big, huge medallion in the woods in that Threads outfit.
1: I think that is the Dark One's pit. Okay. It's the one that we saw last when Neil died. Gotcha. So, you know, happy memories for me. (laughs) Yay. Yay. But, of course, we got a script tease. Oh, Totally. I mean, yes, it's a great one. Do you want to do it? Okay. I can do it. All right. So it's Regina, and I'm going to give you guys the stage cue so Hunter can read her her beautiful line here. So she springs on him, livid. Watch it. I know what I'm doing. End scene. End scene. <laughs> it's very Regina. Yes. Doesn't, of
3: course, give you much. But, of course, you've been seeing that if you've watched any TV lately, you've seen all the
1: promos. Mm-hmm. And they all are exactly the same. They show a lot of Camelot. Um, The one thing I think that's new for some people is that Emma is giving Regina the Dark One's dagger. Yes. Um, That was a big question at the end of the season was who would get the dagger. And Emma actually gives it to Regina. Yes. So
3: let's talk about the episode. Okay. What did you think of it broadly? I liked it, but it left me more confused than before. And I've been confused for a while.
1: (laughs) Yes, I liked it. I thought it was one of the stronger season premieres we've had in the past few years. Mm -hmm. Um, I will say that there are definitely some confusing moments, especially the opening scene, because you will see Merlin with young Emma. Yes. But um, I have no idea what's going on in that scene. None whatsoever. We do get to see a little bit of The Sword and the Stone. We do. It was not subtle at all the way they were trying to say, hey, this guy's Merlin, by the way. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's not subtle. Um, it was it, kind of fun. It, it was definitely fun.
3: How about you? What did you think of the episode overall? Overall. Beside it being one of the better ones.
1: Right. Overall, I really liked it. I think that there's a lot of funny jokes the highlight for me has to be the interaction between Emma and the Dark One Rumple. Yes. A lot of us, when we got those set photos, were very, very confused. hmm But it's definitely explained in the episode, and it makes more sense why Emma and Dark One Rumple, are interacting.
3: And one of the good things at the end, towards the end of the episode, you will get to see Sneezy as the – is it Sneezy? Yeah, no. It, is it It's Sneezy. It's Sneezy. Sorry, I had to think about it. Um, but you will see him as sheriff of the town of
1: Storybrooke. Right. We, we had those photos of him dressed up in a red leather jacket, the boots and the beanie, and we were all so confused. It kind of makes sense now. You, yes. You do understand why he's dressed like that.
3: Yes. So that's fun.
1: What did you think of Merida?
3: I really liked her. I thought she played the character of Merida from the movie. Like, it was a very seamless transition.
1: Yeah. Her story is explained a bit. You can tell what story they are going to be telling with her this season, sort of what role she's going to be playing. I don't think she's going to be tied to Camelot at all. This is kind of a separate adventure. Yes.
3: And we get to see the Wisps. And if you saw the movie, you, you'll you understand that. Yeah. I don't think you need to see the movie to have to understand her story, because I think they do a pretty good job of quickly summing it up.
1: Yep. I thought so, too. If you are a fan of romantic relationships, this one has a lot for Outlaw Queen and for Captain Swan, if you're a fan of those two ships.
3: Yes. It's so cute. And then at the end, it kind of all changes.
1: Right. So if I have one criticism of the episode, the big one for me is the ending. I dislike it quite a lot i thought it was very frustrating because it's something that once upon a time has done to death it is something that has been done so many times on this show that doing it again just kind of instead of making me roll my eyes it kind of just made me upset
3: (laughs) yeah and you're like why
1: right you know i don't know why we need to do this particular story trope again
3: Right, when and but of us. course we're not going to tell you guys what it is because we want you to either, A, you've probably figured it out, or B, so that there is something to look forward to in the season premiere.
1: Yes, but so. overall, decent episode. Yes, very um, good. Very good premiere. It's a nice way to start off the season. Kind of hope we- they can keep up that momentum. I hope so, too. I think that's all we have for you guys. It is. We will, in the future weeks, we will have more you know, set photos and stuff we've been seeing from their filming. Um, But this week, we kind of just wanted to take a step back and remind you all of some stuff.
3: Yeah. So that is it. I'm Hunter. You can follow me on
1: Twitter at BitOfPixieDust. And I'm Jacqueline. And you can follow me on Twitter at Punk underscore Bunny underscore 87.
3: Remember, the season premiere is this Sunday night at 8 o'clock on ABC. And until next time, Oncers.